You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better, and today I have a special guest, a award-winning publicist in the name of Tracy Lamore. Tracy, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Tracy, uh, so my audience can get a better understanding of who you are, do you mind just giving us a brief introduction? A little background, yeah. Sure. So professionally, I'm an international award-winning publicist <laughs> working across industries and across borders, even virtually, even though I've been stuck in Canada. I shouldn't say stuck in it. I love Canada. <laughs> but I mean, I've been in Canada. As You know, we're doing all my international work since, you know, a year and three months, however long it's been now. But normally I'm all over the place. And uh, so I do PR and media for everything from celebrities to authors, entrepreneurs, authors, uh, public speakers, and entrepreneurs are a huge focus as well lately because I've realized as I was writing my book, I was asked to write a book aimed at entrepreneurs and executives about how to build their brand and their thought leadership. And so when I started speaking about that, and, you know, beyond just my client base on an international level, because I've been doing a ton of speaking, um, I learned that really, truly 80 or 90% of entrepreneurs have no idea of the media piece in terms of how they could access media, how they could be interviewed in media, why it's important, you know, beyond just like how it can not, it, you know, clients have told me that they've, uh, investors have taken them more seriously, even, mm. you know, as opposed to just what I was thinking originally, which was, you know, attracting customers and differentiating yourself from your competitor and all that stuff. So there's, you know, all kinds of different reasons why, even if you're not trying to build a brand, even if you don't have a book, if you're, you know, looking for the corner office or you're looking for a raise or you don't have a job and you're looking to be more attractive to the employers. And, you know, an article about you in Entrepreneur Magazine or an Authority Magazine <laughs> would be a nice thing to add to your resume. So mm. there's all kinds of reasons. That is, it's really smart, and you know, and and to me, it's like, why wouldn't you? Because it's, it's, I know how to access it. So I'm filling in the blanks for people who need this information, whether they knew they needed it or not, in my book and then in speaking. So, yeah. So increasingly, entrepreneurs have been as fun for me a focus as the celebrity projects in a completely different way, completely different way, right? But even one of my entrepreneurs, they merge sometimes. One of my startup entrepreneur projects through the work that we've done, you know, building up their brand, building up their brand. And then I was, you know, randomly on other shows on a podcast in California and a writer's podcast work, everybody. And a writer from the Hollywood times heard me a writer named Jules Valley heard me and she wanted to feature me on the, on in it. So she wrote an article of me. And in the article, of course, they're asking about my projects that I'm interested in and I'm talking about some of them, just what, what had me fired up that day, mm -hmm. genuinely. And one of them was a startup project. When I mentioned that at the end of the day, she's like, Oh wait, I have to introduce you to this lady who's completely on board. You know, like what you're talking about would be completely in her bailiwick. She's going to love it on a volunteer aspect of it. But she's also a Hollywood a talent agent. Oh and so she's, you know, completely. And now we talk and she's literally, the next thing we know, she's suggesting that she basically do a launch party for us in Hollywood for my Canadian startup, celebrities and all. So bam, get wrecked. Like my title of my book says, you never know what's <laughs> That's, you never know what's going to happen. That's an amazing uh, connection to, to make. That's just one example, a like a random wow. uh, podcast. You know, you don't get paid for podcast. I took time out of my day, which I do all the time, because and when I first started doing them, I was thinking of them as only as media alternatives, not alternatives in terms of 
they're not, but I mean, like, there's television, there's radio, there's podcasts, there's industry of media, magazines. Like, I consider those all media, right? There's mm-hmm. all of them people, and uh, in different ways. And so I was just looking at them as media. But then since I've been doing, I've done almost literally almost 200 <laughs> since like last July, and I'm like super booked. It's not like I'm not busy. It's not like I don't have a list of 10 things to do. But I book an hour or two a day, or an hour or two a week, or depending on the week, and I do them because it, it actually it works. It's not just the number one. You know, I'm. It's going to be good for my book later, but I'm not even thinking that. Mostly it's like right now, a, a, it's bringing me clients now, which I didn't expect because mm-hmm. I wasn't actually, I was just thinking media. And a lot of times we'll do even New York Times or mainstream media, and it doesn't directly result in bringing clients. You have to do more work on top of that, like putting your bio in and blah, 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 and, you know, using that and, and, and uh, leveraging it, right? But I'm finding with podcasts, it's almost like it skips that step. Listen to this. Anybody, any business, I'm to say any listener who does business to business services, especially not so much where creatives are talking about their thing, but business to business services, because a, yeah, it's a marketing, it's, it's a, it's a media source. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the word out, but also it's huge for marketing, which I didn't expect because I don't even place ads because podcasters have hired me. Podcasters have recommended me to other guests. Listeners have contacted me on LinkedIn and said, I heard you on a podcast you did in December that's literally happened like three times now yep. and you've got big you know impressive contracts out of it so yeah they work and then also networking it's huge now since we can't be in rooms together and shaking hands and stuff it really is becoming because a lot of the podcasters I don't know what brought you to podcasting I've been but podcasting a lot of people, for six years <laughs> There you go. So you've been doing this probably to bring out information like you're a media kind of guy and you're bringing and sharing. But you know, a lot of podcasters today, especially in the last year or so, they're using it to build their own brands, which is not a bad idea. Better to try to, you know, because that way every time they're on, they're, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're like showing that they're a thought leader. They're, sh- they're also sharing their knowledge and expertise that, you know, which also you're doing it. Obviously, you're sharing all that. So, yeah, so it's hugely valuable because people can listen to you just like it is for your guests. It is for the host. People can listen to you. People like to work with people they know. So whether you're the host or the whatever, the guest, you know, yeah, they're magic now. So there's lots of opportunities even in COVID. So get, you know, like even to build a global brand from your basement, like I'm in here in my basement, my basement office, you can literally build your global brand from your basement office. You can do a lot of it yourself. And if you don't, if you understand some of the key concepts and you have the time, but if you don't, then put a little bit of your marketing budget aside, hire the media. Oh, I got advertorial there. Hire just a publicist. Yeah, no, it's very important. This is one of the reasons why I like having different types of entrepreneurs on my podcast because they share so many great lessons. And you reiterating the fact that podcasting is such a great, powerful marketing tool just because I do part podcast production agency. I'm a podcast production agent. Oh, I didn't even know. So guys, I was not actually trying to add. Oh, my God. I was not even trying to. But if you do that, definitely go with Phil. Because Phil obviously knows what he's doing. But, yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, what? so basically you help entrepreneur. Because, like, we, yeah, we don't know. Even I don't know. Like, I tell my clients, hey, it'd be great if you did a podcast. And then they're like, how can I do it? I can tell you how to record it, like, in terms of, you know, what to say, who to interview. And then once you've got it, I can promote the heck out of it, but I have no idea how to choose between these f- platforms. And then after that, uh, what's a Podbean? What does a Podbean do as opposed to a, you know, app like all those type things? Yeah. I don't know if you can have, be on all the platforms where you should live. What's good? So, like, other than the, you should do it, and then I can promote the heck out of it if you do. I know entrepreneurs have that middle card either, and they don't have time to figure that out, right? So. 
yeah, I'd be interested in hearing about that actually later. <laughs> not a problem. I'll be more than happy to let you know about that. But this is not about me. This is about you. No, but it's about entrepreneur's knowledge, right? Yes. That's you may not always talk about that. For me, that's the hole I have. <laughs> you know, so now we'll talk about the hole most people have, which is the PR and media aspect. But honestly, it all comes together because I like I said, I consider podcasts as a media, right? Mm-hmm. And so now people can create their own media, which is hugely powerful. Yeah, so, you know, what's that component? In today's and when, content you know, creation world where we have so many people from YouTubers creating contents, creating brands, creating global enterprises. We just have to look at Mr. Beast, who's like the one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. And his right. brand is enormous. He's now in the food industry and that. So it is a very... Yeah, it's, all like it's all about your public, you're getting out there. So we have, you know, in the same... Yeah, so you're, you know, yeah. Anyway, it's interesting for me to talk to you like you're a media guy, like I said. So anyway, yeah, so in terms of getting, so anyway, don't discount podcasts. Last thing I'll say about that is that also some of my clients, when I put them on a podcast, I'll say, hey, this podcaster wants to interview. They might say, oh, well, how many listeners does it have? And you know what I'll often say in a surprise? So I'll say, ah, you know, don't even know, didn't ask. You know why? Doesn't matter. Because what I care about, number one, is that it's well-produced mm-hmm. and that it's on brand. So that when you go on, you get a nice little piece, an interview, and you give it to me, the publicist, so I get a great tool, a nice 20-minute interview of you, you know, that I can show to other media, other podcasts, whatever. That's how I was originally thinking. And then some guy that invented one of those, you know how this, the services like Podmatch or Matchmaker or whatever, I, I don't know who he was, I can't remember which one, but one of the guys who invented one of those, he was interviewed on a podcast that I was interviewed on the following week, and the podcaster said, and I, and I keep repeating this now to my clients, so I'm sending this to your listeners too, because keep this in mind, when you guest on things, not talking about creating your own, but guesting on them, is um, if you are, you know, most entrepreneurs, if you're in, a, in the real world, if somebody said to you, hey, buddy, I'm having an event, you know, it's going to be a, a barbecue for the, you know, local whatever community members, and we're going to have 50 people there, and I'd like you to come up on stage and talk a minute for a minute about your company. Most entrepreneurs would be like, sure, I'll do that. 50 people there that might become customers, awesome. But when we think, oh, 50 listeners to a podcast, you know, they don't want to do it. Well, do it, number one, because you never know who's listening. Like that podcast that hooked me up with the Hollywood Times, it wasn't even one I was excited about because it wasn't even like a big business-themed one. It was just called something about talking. So it seemed really general to me. And I was like, man, all right, I'll do it. You never know. It's in LA. And, you know, and sure enough, Hollywood Times heard it. So you never know who one of those listeners will be. And also a podcast that has 50 listeners today might have 10,000 tomorrow because people go back and listen to the original ones, right? So in terms of getting into mainstream media, because a lot of people want to know about TV, radio, and all that stuff. So I, Something I'm interested as well. I've always been interested in that media world. I've never had anybody direct contact in getting on TV. I've, I've, I know some local reporters in that in my area, but I've never been able to, you know. How do you pick it and access? Yeah. So before okay, we jump yeah. into that, I, I definitely want to touch on that, and you can give us some tips to my listeners. I, sure. I want to know. You know what? Forget my questions because I'm more interested in this because that's more of an entrepreneurial thing. Like, how can we, how do you help entrepreneurs and uh, celebrities and that get onto, you know, radio and TV? Let's what talk about entrepreneurs tips? first. Sometimes yeah. celebrities have already done some of the work and they're not yeah. building. And, you know, we, we could, I also work with, you know, growing artists, but that's a different story than, you know, what an entrepreneur might be yeah, doing. Let's look at with. entrepreneurs. If an entrepreneur comes yeah, let's to talk you. About entrepreneurs. Um, so and, and no matter what you are, what, no matter what you do as an entrepreneur, right? You're an, you're an expert. Uh, and if you like, and you are a TV radio quality expert. And if you, if, you, if that makes you hesitate for a minute, then stop and think, 
if you not if you're not that kind of an expert, what you know, you wouldn't be taking people's money to do what you do, right? You're so confident in what you do and your skill at it that you believe you can make a living out of it, right? Or at least partly. And also, you believe people should pay you because you're better at it than they are. So therefore, you have more knowledge than the general person, ergo expert, right? So now part of it is believing in yourself as an expert. So once you understand that there's no difference between you literally and the guy in your field that you see quoted on TV, because other than the fact that he thought of a way to tell the story, he pitched the story, or he had a better publicist, or he had a publicist. That's why the media thought, oh, that's a good story, huh? Or in most cases, when they think of a story, the media, they don't go far and wide looking for, you know, the best landscaper in town, or the best doctor in town, or the best, they're looking for a quick source that can give them a good sound bite that's credible expert. And so normally, and here's a great example of why, and I'll tell you about some of the ways you can access this stuff, some of these publicist tools in a second. But some of the reasons you should access those tools, why the media won't just call you out of the phone book, or I mean, some reporter, enterprising reporters might. Yeah. But generally these days, more and more reporters are accessing tools, some of which entrepreneurs can, can utilize for free themselves if they're willing to spend the time and understand some basic concepts, right? But um, so, so for a perfect example is as... And I'll tell you about the tools to get your pens ready while I talk about this, but something like real estate, for example. We all know, I mean, five real estate agents, probably one in your family, everybody, no matter who you are, right? But it media too, right? So you would think I would never see requests from media saying, looking for a real estate agent to answer what color kitchen helped your house sell or how a house is selling in the market or all these random, like, you would think I would never hear that because they would just literally look at the, out their window and they'd see five bus shelter ads. They'd call Bob, the agent, and ask him, uh-uh, because you're looking for someone who understands media, who understands that they're there for a quote, uh, an expert quote, not an ad, mm -hmm. right? They can give a good quote, basically, quick. Not going to get freaked out about media. is going to do what they need, quick, blah, blah, on to the next one. So what do they do? They use sources, similar to PodMatch and Matchmaker, where, where podcasters are hooked up with expert guests. Media has sources like that, too. One is called Help Reporter Out. It's a free service, .net, arrow.net. And you have to know how to utilize it. There's some tips, but it's free. Three times a day, things come through it. And I'm constantly looking. I spend about three hours a day for my 30 clients looking through it for opportunities. And no matter what you do, honestly, what you do, no matter who you are, if you look at that for a week, you're going to see opportunities that you qualify to answer for. And then, you know, this, that's more of like a lot of people know how to write, write your thoughts out in a paragraph or so to give them an idea of what, of what um, your angle would be. And then they may call you. Like I got one client in Good Health who hired me the next day. She was uh, I got her interviewed in Good Housekeeping magazine, 150 year old American magazine. She was in the print issue. She had never been in any media before because right after she hired me, I happened to see a call out for exactly what she was doing as a publicist. I know how to frame it or whatever. I said, "Give me your answer like this," and then I interviewed my client, blah blah blah. Who you know, this is why she does. This is more about her. You know, I frame it all nicely and I send it. But, but entrepreneurs can do that by themselves if they understand that it's not an opportunity to get an ad in, which honestly, you have to repeat that because we are trained as entrepreneurs in advertorial. We know how to mm -hmm. talk about why we're better, why our product's great, why you should buy our blah, blah, blah. That's what we understand. That's what is going to get you sent to it. The editor will be like, great, never send me anything again. Also, go to the ad department, you know, because <laughs> that's a nice ad. <laughs> but it's not news. So you have to really understand the difference between advertorial and editorial. So what the newsroom is looking for, which is source material, it's of interest to their specific audience, you know, so maybe you're not 
opportunity to get your business in. More likely, it's an opportunity to be quoted with your business mentioned. You know, Tracy from Lamore Media says, what entrepreneurs should do today is get themselves into me. It's not Tracy from Lamore Media says, hey, guys, come to Lamore Media. That's how you get See, you know, see what I'm saying? It's yeah. a different, you're talking about why like they what should you know. instead of come to me, I can do it for yeah, you. Yeah, what you know. The perfect example was a contractor a company that had hired me to do some media for them. And there was a big media opportunity for Reader's Digest, I think it was. And they just wanted quotes on like difficult, what difficulties, that, um, tips on fixing your bathroom, remodel, bathroom and kitchen, things homemakers have trouble with, and some tips for professional. And, he, and I'd already explained all this, right? But the, literally the answer he gave me, I couldn't even edit it. I couldn't even change it. I couldn't even fix it because it was purely editor, like advertorial. It was literally like, oh, you know, homemakers have a lot of trouble with this, this. So instead of doing that, they should come to our company because we have a... Reader's Digest is not going to put that in the middle of their story. Like, so you've got to edit yourself. As much as you think you're a great story and you're edit yourself, would I really see this in an article? Would I really see that in a 22-minute news broadcast? Where, if not in the 22-minute news broadcast, where, remember, they have five minutes for local news, maybe, in between the sports and the world news and whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it there, or is it kind of newsworthy, but it is more likely to be on page A22 or in the lifestyle section or something? And then you know where to tailor it. And so, you know, look at things like help reporter out, source bottle in Australia, which has about 40% international. Um, and yeah, look for those opportunities. They're, they're like just there for the taking. The reporters might get four responses. They might get a hundred. We you don't know. Speed is always best because they're not going to go back. Even if the deadline is two days from them, they get everything they need. They're there because they need a quick source, right? Mm-hmm. So they get really good answers. They're not going to wait till the last minute just in case. They're not going to go back and rewrite their article because Tracy sent something in. So you at least, well, it has to be well-written, but don't overthink it. It has to be quick. Sometimes they just want to know your angle so they can call you and interview you. Other times they may just want a paragraph and they may take directly from your paragraph and just put it in the middle of the article along with other quotes. And you have to just know, so you have to read it well, give them exactly what they need, frame it well, and then as you do these, you start to develop, you know, some uh, some thought leadership because you get an interview here. It's easier than you think to get one here, there, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, you've got three, and then you pile that on, then you rewrite your bio, now you're nationally quoted, yeah. you know. Phil Better is not, you know, nationally quoted Phil Better, is, you know, he has his fingers on the pulse of entrepreneurs across the nation because on a daily basis, he speaks to entrepreneurs across America about their hopes and their, you know, their issues and their problems and their challenges and their solutions. Boom. Now, now you're an expert that we could feature because you are, yeah. and but we just package it like that and we're telling people and now you're an expert to be featured on whatever, you know podcast but just as credible to be quoted in reader's digest or you know wherever entrepreneur magazine or, exactly. or those types of like i've gotten clients in that not even press releases but just in that thing that we're talking about like harrow actually yeah. i've gotten people literally just from a health reporter out i've gotten clients and myself in the new yorker new york times not not all of these me i mean some of them meet some of them clients but the new yorker new york times reader's digest good housekeeping oprah magazine um I think Martha Stewart came from that living. Like some of the big, big ones use that. I see NBC using that. I haven't got a client into NBC. But I mean, a lot of television uses that. A&E I've seen use that. Like literally anybody. And also a lot of blog, you know, 
Huffington Post uses it. Blogs you've never heard of use it. Not little ones, though. When you go to the blog you've never heard of, it's got, you know, two million site visits and stuff months. like that. Yeah, because you, the, don't, you don't know them because you're not in that deep, you know. You're not in that you world. don't know every lifestyle publication in the world in every country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a thing called Lad Bible. I've never heard of it. I thought, what's that? It's kind of interesting. I've heard of Lad Bible, but I'm more their demographic. That's why. <laughs> But it was in like some major like entertainment and like lifestyle publication in in the UK with like tons of I was like, whoa, 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 how did I know this? So now I'm pitching them all the time, you know. Same Hollywood Times. I knew them of course, but they covered me and I thought they were like, you know, because they usually cover, you know, big, big, big people, like household names. So I wouldn't have pitched a story about me. But you're on a but podcast that someone listens to, and they're like, "This is a huge podcast. Everybody needs to listen to this podcast." And if you're a guest, it must be some you must be someone important. So yeah, <laughs> and also something what you say, you know, is just a value. And then people are like, "Yeah," and, that, and then you become like some a podcaster pointed this out to me when I was talking about building brands. Is that he's like, "Yeah, yeah,", yeah. and it's funny because since then I told the story on two podcasts. I didn't remember her name, and I still don't. But both guys who are like big manly men remembered her name, and you wouldn't think so. This shows which proves the point. And one of the most famous people in the world today is that woman. She's a Japanese woman. I, I can't remember her uh, name. Uh, the, the one on Netflix that does all the cleaning? Same podcast. You know exactly what you're talking Mary about. Co. I think her name is like Marie Ko or something like that. That's what you want to say. Yeah, there you go. So she's the so famous. Podcast, that. You're the second guest that is and you're a third male podcaster who knew exactly before the words were out who I'm talking about, right? Think about it. And and I, you know, and she's not. When you think about it, what does she do for a living? Like she organizes closets, and she built her brand by making a book, and then getting interviewed, and then talking well about it, and then into, and then oh, and then oh, and now it turns that turns into mindset, and that turns into. I see how that happens because I was talking about building brands, and all of a sudden that's turned into mindset because it is. Everything is about mindset in the end, right? So when you start talking about it, you're like, well, when you would do so in the same way. So now all of a sudden, she's like one of the most biggest celebrities in the world to the point where men who have no interest, I, you know, in closet development <laughs> or in throwing things away or whatever, particularly know her like if I, probably more than if I named five Hollywood celebrities right now. So that's where it shows you it doesn't matter what you do. Like it could be, you could be a flower arranger, you could be. You know, it's what you know. If you're willing to speak about what you do and you do it well, or you write about what you do, if you're not a speaker, like some people have barriers, don't let your barriers stop you. If you're afraid to speak to people, you know. Po- by the way, your podcast and stuff is really nice and conversational. It's not scary. It's a really good entry point. You know, especially if you have you watch them, you get an idea what the host is like and everything. Mm-hmm. But even if that's you know too much for you, like then write medium articles or figure like find a comfort zone, find a space where you can be heard, like find a way and that being heard and being appreciated for that will increase your confidence also. And then when you get asked to be on panels and stuff, you might just consider it. I, uh, I'm still flabbergasted whenever I get asked to be on podcasts and share my expertise on podcast production and everybody's like, Oh my God, you're dropping nuggets of gold. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you know, like, we all don't know what we, just like we all don't know what we don't know. We also don't know what we know. Like to me, when I meet people like an expert, I'm like, well, why aren't you in media talking about this? And they look at me like, what language are you speaking? You know? <laughs> and same way, like, I, I have the same issues on my back end. I had no idea how to build a business. I started as a freelancer, really, really good at what I was doing. But if I was as good at building a business, now I got my, myself covered with the, all the experts and everything, right? Yeah. But if I was as good as if I'd gone to school for MBA, if I knew about bit, whatever, if I, you know what I mean? My motivation was money and doing this and that. I would have built the back end first and I would have had the biggest 
PR company in Canada five years ago, back in whatever these people do, billions of dollars for, with 20 employees. I don't even know if I want that trajectory. I really am having problems like getting out of control. I mean, losing, I don't want to lose control of, it's got my name on it, you know, and I want to stay no, ethical base. fully yeah. understand. I like to, I've automated most of my process with computer because that allows me to still grow and have these great interviews with uh, people like yourself. Like I am so blown away about all the great, info you're giving giving to my audience and i i'm like all right so i'm gonna be on harrow well actually i'm actually on that already and i look for anything podcast related and unfortunately don't see that much but i'm gonna look for entrepreneurial stuff as well because i have interviewed close to 70 entrepreneurs about their journey so yeah so exactly there you go so you have a whole bunch of knowledge and you'll see when you look through that and you know you'll see and again, don't get frustrated if you do a few and you don't get answers, you know, it's really a numbers game. Mm -hmm. Like I, I take the time out to do them, you know, and not, not like forever. Don't overthink them. Don't be devoting hours of your day. Don't write essays, you know, but I mean, like honestly, don't write essays, but you know, like if you just put out your thoughts, quick five minute thing, you can always say, right. There's nothing that stops you from saying, if you want more information, if you want more, I mean, and they will, like if you give them an idea and that's what they understand what you're saying and they like it, if you haven't given them enough, they will certainly email back and say, that's great. Can you stand on that? Or can you give me another hundred, you know, a hundred, two hundred words or whatever? They will, if they're interested, you know, so don't like, oh, belabor it and double check it and have your mom look at it. And, you know, uh, uh, you're not writing the article. They're writing the article. You're just the expert source. They're going to quote them the article. Repeat that to yourself 10 times fast, right? Because people, it's, and then once you do that, and then also understand again, the editorial, was, you, you can put the advertorial part and need more about me. That's where you can talk about you and your company and all the great things you do. But the actual quote is, you know, the more what you would expect thing. to see in the magazine. Yeah. Excellent. No, this is, this is fantastic. This is amazing resources. And it's, it's important for entrepreneurs to get their name out there even more because that's how you bring in new customers. That's how another way of marketing is becoming the expert, being interviewed on either podcasts or even on uh, in newspapers and and that so i think it's fabulous that i've been able to have you on and a pr expert i do want to touch yeah, if anybody wants the console, like even if obviously anyone wants a publicist i you know do work internationally happy to do that even for like a month because and i'm not trying to be advertorial but just because sometimes it's hard for um entrepreneurs like i said to get their head around it but even if you just work for a month and never look at a publicist again you'll understand the, at the end of the month you'll have that pitch that's written and also you further you'll understand it You'll see how your pitch, you'll get it. You'll be like, okay, now I'm getting it, you know? And also we're like actively always looking arrows is in source bottle or some opportunities, but I'm up to four in the morning researching industries. My clients are in awards, the entrepreneur awards, things they could win, things they could, and they do, you know, it's about getting yourself out there and getting your name out there. And, and even if somebody just isn't ready for a publicist thing, but they kind of want to hear more about what I'm saying. Number one, I'll do like a free 15 minute, 20 minute consult for free, for sure. Of Anybody can say they heard me on the show. If they just have a question or two or, or are even thinking maybe this might be for them, it won't be a hard sale. I'll just tell you what you want. Just to help know. them out. I do the exact same thing for podcasters. Anybody who wants help with podcasting, reach out and I'll help you out because yeah. I've been in the game for six years. So I know the I ins and outs. And I know, you know, and also, I know if I do, like some, some of those people are um, eight out of 10, I'll never hear from again. Fine. I've at least educated people and got them going yeah it's different whatever it's giving it back right and two of them will probably become clients or one will become a client maybe now or they recommend someone anyway it's networking maybe they'll never become a client but you know they can do something for one of my clients mm -hmm. like you know which is i mean that's even better for me you know what i mean because then i can i've done a good job and i've advanced you know somebody 
So it doesn't matter. Networking is all good. I'm happy to like do that. I mean, if anybody wants to go further and do like an hour, or, you know, specifically, I'm happy to train you. Like if you're nervous about media, I can make you give you tips about not being nervous. I can give you like actionable tips. I can train you and a team, you know, so there's a lot, anything to do with media or breaking down those barriers. It isn't that hard. It, I mean, some people are like, what? So there's things to know. I've lived a lifetime in it. So to me, it's not hard. Just like, Just like me, to you, you're like, I don't know so what easy. I did. Right? Like, I literally do podcasts. People are like, oh, my God, this is gold. Let me write, take notes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me talk. You know, and the, blah, 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 to me, it's just yesterday. But I know it's a very specialized niche thing. And this is why it's important to open. That's why I do so many of these. Because, you know, when you open your mind and think of the possibilities, it's, you know, as a person and an expert or whatever, you're like, wow, really? I, I, I could be, like, one of my clients is when she, she, until I started getting her in Reader's Digest, which I've done twice and whatever else, she's an etiquette expert, now a relationship expert. She said, I know, I, once I got, we were doing other media, but once I started getting her in these magazines, which is old school, though, now it's been out of time, she told me, do you know, when I was a little girl, she wrote this to my resume, she goes, I literally used to dream, literally, of being the expert that was quoted in magazines when I used to read it. And I thought, how how do you get to be that person? And she was like, I never even said it out loud because I thought that people dream. would think I'm stupid, that would never happen. She never even said it to me. I was the one who suggested, oh, I, I'm a publicist. I should, I, you know, you're totally sellable. I should get you some media. She's like, what? And then when she started seeing it, she's like, oh my God. And then she did this whole big thing saying, like, you literally, like, made my childhood dreams come true. And then I never even spoke to anybody. You know, it's like, this is why I love what I do. It's always, like, fun. Like, it's literally, I can't wait. To, I'm three in the morning finding some new reporters. Like, yeah, I got your client in. And I'm like, I can't wait till they wake up so I can tell them they're going to be in Reader's Digest. You know, we can go, yay. Like, it's always fun. That, that helps you because now you have that direct connection with the magazine. And oh, yeah. Every reporter. Comes, is that thing. journalist comes back and goes, do you have any clients X, Y, Z? I'm looking for this. And you're like, actually, I do. Here you go, you know, and. Boom. Yeah. And even on the hair tip, do not get this. Oh my God. Another reason why not to get discouraged. So I pitched Harrow on in a report. I didn't even know what it was for because sometimes it's anonymous. And that can mean a big thing, right? And I pitched it was for a women's magazine or it said it was for women's platform or whatever. Anyway, for one of my clients in the diet, she's a holistic health expert focusing on diabetes. And never got nothing. So I'm like, whatever. Okay, failed pitch. That's, you know, whatever happens, right? Literally two days ago, Two days ago, end of May, so six months later, this was in December, I get a message from the reporter saying, hey, I'm named Gina, saying, hey, I'm really glad I saved these things. I'm, I'm glad she does, too. She, goes, <laughs> she says, now my editor at Women's World, which is that, you know, that print magazine that is literally at every counter in the world. Like, I'm not kidding. It's like a thin, really busy cover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Next time you go to the store, you'll see there's like 20 things on it, recipes, people. Yeah, it's like a house, blah, 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 right? for older ladies. We're not older ladies, not teenagers. <laughs> you got it, 50 plus. And it's been around since the dawn of time. <laughs> like, literally. It's been around forever, right? And she said, my editor in this world is super interested, is, is very interested in her. And I'm like, oh my God, it is perfect for women's world now that I'm thinking of it, right? And um, and she said that she's passed it up to the top editor. You'll hear from it next week. She's probably going to be in the print issue of that drugstore magazine that is probably on the cover. That is literally, like, because they got 50 things on the cover. That is literally in every magazine, like, every store everywhere. That's that's huge. Six months later. Oh, I guess that hell pitch failed. Wasted my time that minute. <laughs> <laughs> that that failed, failed article sent in didn't fail it was just growing into when it was needed 
No, because media has that. I tell people, clients all the time, media has their own schedule. No matter how awesome what you have is, that's great, whatever. Even if you put out a beautiful press release that hits everything and that normally they would run with, with bells on, sometimes they've just done something like that or something a little too close to that or they might be planning something like that for a month from now and they're going to include you in it not now. It's, they're not going to even respond to you. They don't have time to sit there and respond to everybody. Oh, thanks so much, Tracy, for sending me that. You know, no, they don't. It just goes in the pile. They'll let you know maybe when it's used. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, you've given me so much. And like, oh, this is why I love interviewing entrepreneurs and different, different industries because I get to learn how I can expand my industry and how I can use my platform to uh, grow. And you're giving me knowledge upon knowledge on how I can, you know, move on and get become a thought leader, if you will, in the podcasting world. So thank you so much. Um, we're, we're closing out. I'm going to ask two of my favorite questions. These are questions I always love. Um, one, what is your ultimate goal in life? Like if I snap my fingers, we're 60, 70 years down the road, you know, you're looking back in your life and you're like, I did it. I hit my goal. What is that goal? Well, you know what? Like I've hit so many of my professional goals already. That's to the point where, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, literally, I was in Hollywood Times last week. Like, hold on, a million other things. Jimmy, playing Jimmy Jennison. So there's so many things that, like, I, I already achieved that I would never have, like, thought I could have. In terms of professional stuff, like, I'm always asking myself, "Geez, how can I even top that? Like, how can I top that next week?" And like, oh, you know, that's just crazy. So I just go with the flow of things. I know amazing things are going to keep happening. So I don't really have a goal that i need to talk but the only thing is that when, it, when it comes to goals you know really come back to the personal right mm -hmm. i you know I've, I've successfully done my personal goals and kept my professional life aligned with my personal ethics and beliefs as well as becoming successful for it so that there is a huge win i'm going to keep on going with that never that doesn't i can't change mm -hmm. and then i talk to my family so obviously my son is almost 18 i spent a lot of time building this while he was growing up my daughter's 28 and she's pregnant now partnered with an amazing almost son-in-law dj and they're having a baby and they're like 17 weeks pregnant now all of a sudden so i'm gonna be a grandma they call me mama fire my friends and they're gonna call makes me grandma sense. fire i, I can see why with the red hair yeah. makes sense <laughs> And um, so I guess I'll be gratifying that. So yeah, so I want to make sure that you know I devote as much time to while I continue to do the amazing things I'm doing and the track I'm on is compartmentalize my brain a little more than I have been lately and give more to the family time and plan more. And we have a lot of planning to do. You know, my daughter's here with her partner until the baby comes anyway. So we're planning baby stuff and right in the middle of the thick of it. So that's what I want to do is make sure my kids and my grandkid at the end of the day are proud of me and happy with me. And that all this wasn't like, you know, didn't take away from them, but that instead, you know, you added gave to them life. in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, I them. love that goal. I think that's a lot of the entrepreneurs I've interviewed when I've asked them that it's generally either they go, I want to hit this plateau if they haven't hit it already, or it's family oriented, be there for their family, create that legacy for their family. Um, so I, I, I'm always, I always love that. And apart from your book, which I'm definitely going to be getting because I want those tips and how to get read properly. What is a book you think entrepreneurs should be reading or that either inspired you? And this is a legit honest, this is no PR spin. She's not even a current client. She's a past client, will be a client again. She's like more a friend than, but she's also the publisher. She, so this is a book that we made a business bestseller. Um, but that's not why I'm bringing it up because really it's funny. It's so, it was my first client and it was like so aligned with my goals or with my business, what my, I guess the, 
what uh, what is my business thinking? You know, oh, even before I had business thinking. So I think it's been a big influence on me too. Um, in addition to the activist me that came into all this, it is called the Thirty Percent Solution by Lou Bayer, Louina Bayer, L E W B A Y E R, and it's about how um, a civility. She's a civility expert soft skills but how civility in business which is more than just being nice uh, literally has been proven to affect the bottom line by as much as 30 percent in terms of employee retention and customer retention and employee turnover and all that stuff so i like it because not because she's a past client or whatever but i don't read a lot of business books i really don't i don't have time i know my business stuff i read true crime and stupid stuff you know that's you what read, I like you read what you're entertained with but no I, well, I read a lot but it's usually not business books because i get that everywhere else my conversations and other stuff right so but 30 percent solution honestly like it matters because like that's i think it, people think you can't be heart-centered people think i've ever always said before i got in business and i have not changed since i've been the, the since i started you know when i was an activist looking at business going hmm I don't know about that to now when I'm, uh, you know, that, that differential to now when I'm a, a founder and managing director of a, of a, of a Inc. incorporation, Inc., right? Media company, Inc. Um, to now, but one thing hasn't changed. I've always said since back then, and I'll say it now, and I'll say it if I'm a billionaire, is that people, if you can get to a billionaire without thinking, and if you can't, I won't be a billionaire. But the thinking is, you know, people are the bottom line in the end, not money, not your whatever, your red and black, not your whatever. Your business has to survive, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't survive without people. People are your customers, people are your employees. People. If you're not people-centered, if you're not relationship-centered and thinking about your relationships with the people who buy from you, who see your ads, who whatever, if they're just numbers to you or dollar signs, I mean, I guess people make money that way, but it's not the way I would want us to live and on your deathbed. That's not something you're gonna be, oh gee, I'm really happy I made that last point one million. You know, like, no, people don't say that when they're dying on their deathbed. You know what's so, funny? Don't do that. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I actually interviewed uh, earlier this week um, a professor who studied the, pardon me, the qualitative, I think it is, aspect of business where you can't, the untangibles. And he's like, if you're not following the three Ps, which is profit, people, and planet, you're not going to make it in the oh. world. So I've never heard that. Yeah, and he has a great book called The Compassionate Business, and it's it's a it's a worldwide bestseller. Uh, teaching businesses how to look. Oh, look at that up right now. The Compassionate Business. I'll be more than happy to send you the the link to yeah, it. Yeah, because that's one I can recommend too. I'll look. That's something along those same lines. And because I get asked that a lot, that's another one I'll, I'll recommend that one too. Because that's the message. You don't have to be cutthroat yeah, you don't have he, to be that guy that we you don't have to be mr burns and one podcaster made, made this point too it's funny because i said i brought that up as activists we're like oh I, you know we had a you know you look with a funny eye the business people because you think they're different from us and they don't care about stuff or whatever you know turns out now i've been talking to really high level business people they're interested in the story of the organ story of the human rights and all that they just weren't listening to that before they weren't you know we didn't think they were or, you know what i mean mm-hmm. but really it, it's not a, it was, it's because in society we're all told that um, you know i don't even know if there's any truth to it. i was going to say maybe there's truth to it but who in ever in in the simpsons in any other media in any anything what's the bad big bad guy is always the owner of that business mm-hmm that Simpsons is riffing on that, you know what I mean? But because they're riffing on that, because it's been a, it's a theme, it's a, it's a theme forever, it's right? It's a societal so that's media theme. Too. Maybe we need to change that as business people. Maybe we have to put the work in instead of just saying, "Oh, they think we're mean." <laughs> and we I guess people are. To change the story and sh- change the narrative that we're not these 
evil people that want to just rake in the money and pillage the earth. We want to, I'm, I'm one of, I want to see how I can help grow. I, I've exactly. always been person first. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully those evil business people have made all the work for us so that the easy people pleasing <laughs> people can jump right into it and help more people and become financially secure and become those uh, bigger and better people and help change the world for the better. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So Tracy, we are at the end of the interview and I'm, I'm disappointed that it's gone so fast, but it's been <laughs> such a pleasure talking with you. I do want to give you the last five minutes uh, of, the, of the time to uh, pretty much sell yourself, sell anything you want. Uh, where can my audience find you if they want to work with you? So I'm just going to jump off screen here and it's all you. Oh, it's all me? Uh-oh. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm so, again, my name is Tracy Lamori, and I am the founder and managing director of Lamori Media. And if you Google me, Tracy Lamori, L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E, you'll see all kinds of panel, TV, podcast, great podcast appearances like this one, where I kind of break down what I do and what I can do for entrepreneurs, authors, executives, uh, anybody with a message, really, public speakers, or anybody who just wants to get their story out there. So, you can reach me at lamorimedia.com. That's L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E-M-E-G-I-A.com. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at Tracy Lamori PR Media, on Facebook at Tracy Lamori. LinkedIn is a great place to connect at Tracy Lamori. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to do a free 20-minute consult. We can just talk if you have any questions about anything you've heard here or if you think this is a value and you want to talk about working together. I have absolutely discounted rates for entrepreneurs because I don't want to be talking about how great and how important PR is. And then you call up a PR company and you can't afford the corporate rates. So I've, I've uh, put together specific packages that anybody in business can afford, a couple of different options. And Give it a try. If you have a marketing budget, put a little bit of it aside, a little bit of it aside for one month. And at the end of the month, you will have media. You will have articles written about you, at least one. You will have podcast interviews. You will have God only knows what else because like always following the mainstream and finding amazing opportunities for my clients. So hope this has been a value. And even if you don't call me, I hope you look into uh, PR or at least just think about developing your own thought leadership. Go to Medium introduce yourself to some podcasters get yourself out there you have a voice don't be afraid to use it I that's love all of it i love it thank you again tracy for being a guest and providing us with so much value um this is another uh podcast i didn't episode that i did not think i would be having and it was so amazing i want to thank you again and to my thank audience you. please Take the time, check out her website. It's a great website, great resource. Reach out. The link will be in the show notes down below, <laughs> of course, <laughs> always. And I, again, remember to invest in yourself because you're the first person too. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to the episode. I had such a great time talking with our guest. Now, I have one simple favor to ask of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a family member or a close friend so that they can learn from this amazing entrepreneur. I thank you so much for being a fan of the show and just being an amazing human being. And I can't wait to see you guys on the flip.